Welcome to this week's edition of the Swift Kicks podcast. If you are thinking to yourself, hmm, Alex's voice got remarkably better sounding, then uh, sorry to disappoint. It's not Alex. It's actually me, your host, Stephen, for this week. I'm here joined with Ben. Say hello to the folks, Ben. All right, lads. (laughs) We're here to talk about anything footy and everything footy. Um, Talking about this weekend's uh action in the premiership talking about i'm sure we'll get on it uh ronaldo's debut in the prem talking about celtics uh celtics activities this weekend also some midweek action with the champions league and europa league back and more but uh the first things first uh which i think has been the news of what everyone's been talking about uh anybody who watches or pays attention to the prem is man united how convinced Ben, were you with, uh, what, what did you think? What were your thoughts when you saw it? On the return of Ronaldo? On the return of the Messiah. Of the GOAT. <laughs> the Messiah is back. So first off, Cristiano Ronaldo is probably the only player that can come into the league and need like five minutes to get back up to game speed. Like, I don't know if you saw it or not, Steve, but first off, like that game, yeah, United, <laughs> United were a little less than, um, what's the term? A little less than convincing in that game. Mm. Um, but it, Cristiano Ronaldo comes back, scores two. Thought he was going to have a hat trick on his return, mm-hmm. which is just nuts because his first hat trick was against Newcastle. So it'd be crazy to come back all these years later and then bang away a hat trick. Did you put them. any money on uh, Ronaldo getting a hat trick? I did, and I did not win. Um, <laughs> I was really disappointed. I, I had some friends that did that too. <laughs> um, how can you not, right? Yeah. <laughs> The dude, but like the first five, 10 minutes, he like whiffed the ball and looked kind of out of it. And it was like, all right, yeah, like, yeah I saw that slack. too. <laughs> He's just back. And then all of a sudden he did it. He clocked at one point. I think it was a second goal. It was like a breakaway goal. They clocked him at like 30 kilometers an hour, his sprint speed. It was I'm, something. I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a, a translation on that. Fact check. It's about oh. 18, 19 miles an hour. That's what I needed. Full sprint, like nuts. Like, think about that, man. At his age, too, like, he, yeah. he didn't look like he missed a beat. He um, looked a little lost at times, but it's because he's been there for, like, a week. You know what I mean? Everyone was on a European break, so they had some time off together. So you, they really are about to have their first, like, spurt together, kind of building some mm-hmm. chemistry and playing together. Um, Ronaldo, though, man, it was just incredible to see him back. As a United fan, it's it's tremendous. It's, the rest of the league, I'm sure, is like, why? Why is this happening to us? Um, but Jesse Lingard, man, showing that patience and a little bit of loyalty pays off. The dude could have gone and got more minutes at West Ham. He mm-hmm. uh, stuck around and he banged a goal away. It was pretty, pretty impressive to see him net a goal. But really, up until like I don't know, the sixty-fifth minute, Steve Bruce had a game plan that was yeah, working. To Newcastle the looked team. effective. Yeah, Newcastle looked effective against United. Right, they just looked like they didn't have the legs, man, and that's the difference between a multi-billion-dollar squad versus a hundred-thousand-dollar right. squad, right? Like they didn't have the legs. Joel Linton just doesn't have the fitness at this point in time, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary. Um, but <laughs> if they can, that's the thing with Newcastle, man. If they could just figure out that one thing they're missing and i think it's they're they're missing a center midfielder that can control play mm-hmm. if, if they could figure out how to um control the play a little bit more they'd be great they're trying they, to tell me that john joe shelby's not what they need i don't like john joe shelby i think he's overrated 
I think he's just big and can get up in the air. I don't think he has the ability to distribute effectively. He turns the ball over more than he wants to. I think he has the vision. He doesn't ever like connect. And that's that's a problem, right? Like you want your center midfielder passing at 80, 90% effectiveness. He's probably closer to like 60, 50. And that's that's terrifying if your Newcastle goes in your, you know, uh exposed on the on the back flank but uh same maximum dude's nasty <laughs> that dude's that dude's yeah. the streets won't forget him but like for <laughs> me it was like evident like is that enough for bruce uh, i almost called him bruce willis for steve bruce to, <laughs> to keep his job the english peter griffin can he stay employed because he's able to you know drag out games like that like it was convincing and then they just lost it and that's Newcastle's story, though, man. And I don't think it's Steve Bruce. I think he's not got the personnel in the center mid. I would like to uh, forward the mo- or uh, put forward the motion of uh, calling Steve Bruce Bruce Willis from here on out. Anytime yeah. you guys talk about Steve Bruce, before we obviously obviously get to the Bruce part, I think you guys are talking to me because how many other Steves do we really talk about? And right. uh, I always get confused. So the Bruce Willis will help dictionary that real quick. Also to our, our valuable listeners, just so you guys know, Alex did agree to this off air and Steve was there to witness it. If they finish in the top half of the table, he is getting Steve Bruce tattooed on his ass. Just so you guys know, it did agree. It's facts. It's there. It's written in stone. He actually agreed uh, to it twice. Once, uh, once, once verbally, once in, once in writing. So um, one cool thing to watch out for, and this will be the last thing on, uh, man united for at least five minutes is the game wasn't televised in the uk because yeah, that's hilarious right so it was everywhere else but that means this weekend all the eyes are gonna be back on him and i know he loves it um did you see the interesting thing about him in the dessert fiasco dessert yeah dude this is nuts so christian this is the kind of presence he has so they have a team dinner every friday night they get mm-hmm. together it's catered you know it's a big deal not one person put dessert on their plate because Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't put dessert on his plate. They're all like looking at his plate to figure out what he's eating because the dude's doing something, right? You know what I mean? But he just has that kind of presence to build people up around him. And they're all talking about it. It was all like Gunnar Solskjaer saying, not one person got sweets. Like no one. That's, that's hilarious. Common. And that's like, crazy. Right? <laughs> this is the kind of person he is. Also, by the way, uh, this. It wasn't this weekend speed, I guess, but he, Ronaldo has clocked a speed of 21 miles an hour at full sprint. Holy smokes. I know. Can't can't sprint. In Speaking of up. Cristiano Ronaldo, FIFA has, uh, as they do in uh, when the new game's about to drop, which is October 1st, which I'm not endorsing because Pez is better <laughs> than FIFA. And I'll tell anybody that to their face. Um, Ronaldo and Messi have always shared in FIFA for the past, I can't even tell you how long, more than a decade the top two spots in terms of overall ratings in FIFA, they've just, they've been announcing. Um, so like the top, like 25, top 10, whatever ratings in, in the game uh, recently FIFA has in anticipation for their drop. Ronaldo has for the first time in all of I can't, what, 10, 15 years, whatever. Um, he is no longer in the top two. That was, that was a rig. So his overall rating has dropped to a 91. I believe Lewandowski is now number two at a 92 with Messi being number one thoughts. I think it's, it's sad. Lewandowski for me just doesn't do it. And I think, what? yeah, I, I also think that Messi is, I, I don't know, man, because you got to think how they build those things. Cause you saw my card. It was pretty good. Just the speed was lacking. Um, but like oh my God. his, 
his piano right you forget about those his pace is definitely um yeah slowing. like ronaldo's ronaldo's starting to slow up a little bit and i think that probably lowered him on there but his physical is up there i, I don't know man i just he's a man united player i have a blind spot i take mess uh, i take ronaldo over Messi almost any day mm. that's my i, I just thought that was problem. interesting at 36 we are now starting to see that fall in uh the 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 changing of the guard i suppose if you want to call it at least in terms of the virtual world in the game but i thought that was interesting because that was the first time that that's happened in forever if ronaldo <laughs> gets a golden boot then what i don't know I, if, if, if at 36 years old ronaldo can get the golden boot in the premier league for me that's ends that conversation like i it is what it is but that for me that's the the difference maker Speaking playing the league golden boot and just scoring goals uh kind of transits well we'll transition to united's action in midweek uh in the champions league the young boys away is that right yeah it was bad yeah not the best um it was on turf did, wasn't it did, yeah the, it was it was weird but they did pick up a point like a an away goal but they got rid of aggregate so that yeah, doesn't, I was say, that doesn't matter, even matter anymore. anymore yeah i was pumped about that no, I'm not. The fact that uh, what United, I think they scored, what Ronaldo scored in like the 16th minute or something yeah. like that. And everyone was just like, yo, this man, he is the one. Yo, he then, knocked out a stewardess. I saw that. With a shot. Think about that. <laughs> I've been hit with some hard shots before. I don't think I've ever been hit to the point where I'd be knocked out. There's a lot of comments on Twitter. People saying, like, oh, he's probably practicing his free kicks before the game. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Yo, uh, like, yeah, it was nuts. There were some other big results too. Liverpool walked away with an important victory over AC Milan, Mm 3-2 there. Man City handed uh, FC uh, Leipzig. Their tails was uh, 6-3. Real Madrid and Inter looks like it was a better game than the score leads on at Mm 1-0. And then Dortmund. 2-1 Two one over uh Basiktas. Drak, yeah, Basiktas, yeah. But Drak Drak Graylish uh in his Champions League debut gets a goal and an assist. Not not bad. Um who else? Uh I mean everyone's getting a goal and assist. AC Milan, Liverpool. I thought that was kind of a you know flashback to was, I mean AC Milan. I think this is the first time that AC Milan's been back in the Champions League, I think since 2000 and it's either 2017 or 2014. I can't recall, but it's been a while since they've been in the Champions League. I thought they were in the last year. No, that was uh, Euro, uh, the other one, Europa. Yep, because they were with Celtic in last year uh, in the Europa League. And or was that two years? Anyway, they weren't in the Champions League. Uh, ipso facto. Um, but it was um, to see a Liverpool-AC Milan mashup again. That was interesting. It was old school. Yeah, Dude. that's how it took me back as well. The last time blew out his ACL like six months ago, and he scored over the weekend. That was nuts too, man. I can't was, believe how much of a how much attention it got that he took. He where did you see him? Did you see him taking that pen? No, with his shoelaces undone. No, <laughs> he took a penalty with both of his shoes like untied, like his Mercs untied, and like everybody was just talking about it. Even Zlatan was a talking about it. He's like, it's not the football boots; it's the player wearing them or something like that like 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 even acknowledging the fact that yeah everyone's talking about me not tying my shoes for this pen i don't know why but Dude, it was just it's just super strange i still get stuck on zlatan not having a blonde door it's his attitude i know but like dude we got to get this guy some love so our, our devout listeners can you guys please retweet everything zlatan says because he's the goat 
Um, <laughs> I also think Man United should bring him back. Why not? Right. Let's be the PSG of England and uh, <laughs> bring in Edison Cavani. We already got him. Anyone let's bring else. in. Yeah. Let's bring in. Uh, let's bring. Let's bring in him as well. What do you think guys. of the rest of the Premier League last weekend? Um. Did you see a big talking point? Apparently, was did you see the Leeds Liverpool game? No, I did not. Tell me three, about it. Three nil, three nil to Liverpool. But uh, Harvey Elliott, the winger, the young eighteen-year-old winger for Liverpool, who had just gotten back from another serious injury, um, was tackled by I cannot recall for the life of me right now, but he was tackled from behind. He dislocated his ankle it looked like his leg was broken half because it was bending in a spot. It shouldn't have been bending and in a direction it shouldn't have been bending. And, the wrong way. and it wasn't uh, the referee didn't even call a foul live. It was only when the play was stopped that, you know, and then paramedics came out that he, like, looked at, he looked at it and then decided to give him a foul and then decided to give him a red card and the Premier League has now decided to give him a three-match ban for the foul. And a lot of people are saying it shouldn't have been even a red card. And Leeds even had an appeal uh, denied by the Prem. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't see a problem in that being – he, like, he scissored. Like, you know those tackles you get from behind, you kind of scissor the legs and – That tail leg comes in. Yeah, and that's what, happened. Play. that's what happened. Like, yeah, the studs weren't, like, straight up, like, making contact. But, like, I don't know. I, uh, for me, it was – I don't have – I think a three – I think a three-match ban is maybe a little excessive, but a red card, I, I wasn't too – I don't know, man. It's that. it's one of those things that you want to see these refs pr- uh, protect the players. It sounds like VAR in this instance kind of stepped in. It may have had the right to do yeah. so. Um the uh, problem with it is in live action, you have a better understanding of what happened, right? Yeah, I feel like you can't understand malice in a replay. So, like, yeah, if you've got yeah, the ball going down the wing and I've got my eyes on you and I'm trying to step it and I just miss a step, that's a yellow card. Mm-hmm. But on VAR, you just see me miss the ball, go right through a player with, you know, my heel, whatever it is, is a straight red. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, that's, the difference in VAR and, and not VAR. I, I do miss the days of bad calls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like we still get them with VAR sometimes. At the same time, though, that player's probably not going to come through behind someone with uh two legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And while it wasn't two footed, he's gonna change that tackle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um another fixture which I thought was super interesting, and honestly, I kind of welcomed it. Uh Crystal Palace beating Tottenham 3-0. But Better so is that on with transfer deadline day, uh, French Eddie leaves Celtic to go to Crystal Palace and join Patrick Vieira. Um, and Edward makes his debut off the bench, and I believe he scores within like 68 seconds of coming off, and then he scores another one. So, a Celtic, uh, one of our own coming from well, he's not one of our own, I mean, he was transferred to Celtic, but a player coming to Celtic and bossing it in the Prem on is is always a very welcome sight, and it does it does it doesn't do anything bad for Celtic knowing that good stock comes from there. I mean, you have Virgil Van Dyke, Mohamed Elianusi, his loan is up, and he's now at Southampton. Uh, you have Edward at, at at Celtic. You have Kieran Tierney at Arsenal, um, which I, th- I think Kieran Tierney is probably one of the most rated. 
players at Arsenal right now. I think that's what I think he's one of the few players that Arsenal fans aren't frustrated with. Like, <laughs> they know that he's trying. They know that he's like desperately trying to turn things around and you can see it every single game. He's giving a hundred percent and like fans are not convinced that that's the case for all players. But I think that there's no question about that with KT and it's just uh, that Arsenal were to lose that game. Yeah. One nil straight by. Right, and uh, it was like which... split down the middle with possession. Arsenal did not look like the better team. They had a, mm-hmm. you know, their their senior player up top carried them over out of Yang uh, with that goal. But like Arsenal, man, do not look like a Premier League team. And I think it, it, Arteta's got to go. And I think it's probably going to be in the next month or two that we see that happen because there's no way an Arsenal club, a club with so much history, puts up with yeah. these kind of results. I think you, you give them to man. You just get lost. I've said it before. They're just going to get left behind if they don't adapt. This is the year they get left behind. You know what I mean? This is the last strike for me. You're out of Europe. You get one shot to be out of Europe, right? The players out of Yang is not going to stay at Arsenal. You know what I mean? You're not going to have these players sticking around if they don't get back in. United went through it. They were able to get back in and it should be, you know, a recovery. But if they don't change what they're doing, man, it's not going to. You're talking to get different results, and it's I don't know, man. It, it, it they have to they got to change who's leading the ship because at the end of the day, it lives or dies with that coach, and he is not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of coaches, not getting it done. David Moyes walking away with one point at Southampton, uh, red card in the 95th minute. West Ham looks back to their old ways, uh, not really having any exciting attack. Southampton are slightly underrated in my opinion, but I don't know. Uh, Mikel Antonio was Player of the Month last week, last right. month. Four right. goals was it four goals, two or three assists, something like that? Yep. But I, I do think the reality of it though is West Ham are going to continue to struggle. Yeah, it's not sustained. Yeah, you're going to have lots of ups and downs. They are missing their boy Jesse Lingard. I think they thought that deal was done. You know what I mean? I don't think they saw a world where yeah, I he, think they did too. He did. And then and your boy Antonio did get two yellows and a red uh this weekend. He um I think for West Ham, I think they were banking on Lingard. Lingard made for him, maybe it's a good decision. I still don't know. We'll see how it plays out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll be interesting. But, you know, the big the big clubs that are up there, all won by three goals. You got Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, and even Crystal Palace, three goals. Those big clubs. <laughs> um, Everton looked pretty good against Burnley. Um, yeah, I didn't catch all of that game. Um, but, yeah, Damari Gray uh, coming from Leicester. Uh, what went to, I think, was it Leverkusen? I think he was at Leverkusen. Spent half a season on loan with them and then came back uh, with now he's back here with Everton in the Prem again. Um, Damari Gray looks to be like a player on a, on a, on a mission to prove something, um, especially having not really get gotten a, a, a real, maybe a fair shake of things at, at, at Leicester, but um, yeah, Everton were looking good before we transition a little bit too far away from Celtic. Uh, I did want to travel North real quick. Uh, with Celtic winning at the weekend against Ross County, um, Celtic are looking good. Uh, they're, I mean, as I say that, yes, they are in fifth place right now. But I think if you look at if you look at the gap, so there's only three points difference between fifth and first place. First place is the other team, and they're on 12 points. Celtic with nine points right now, and with five games played, but Celtic have the best in terms of goals for and against they have 16 goals for and three goals against 
I think the beginning, those first couple of those first couple of losses, although they could prove costly in the end, well, we will see. They could prove costly. So here's a couple of things. Obviously, with a with a a championship winning team, you need to have you know a handful of losses can really be the difference maker. You need to be on it the entire season. I understand that. I think this diff- this season is going to be um, a little bit different for a few reasons. I mean, one. Rangers were undefeated last season. They've played five games this season. They've already lost one in the league. That didn't happen last year. Celtic have lost two or have lost two yet, but they have a new manager and they are bringing and they're getting, they're gelling. They're still forming this, uh, this unit. The chemistry is still bonding between these players and between everybody to form a more effective unit. And you're starting to, you're already seeing it this early in the, in the season at five games played, you have 16 goals scored in five games and you've only conceded three. I think that that is a telling sign of what's to come. And I think that this season, I I do think that we will, I think that we'll be able to win it. Um, Celtic have a very tough group uh, in the Europa league coming up in their first game is tomorrow uh, against real Betis. And uh, a little bit of injury news with Callum McGregor, Captain Callum McGregor, uh, taking a knock and injury, or I'm sorry, taking an, an injury uh, from a knock in training. Who is that? Uh, Callum McGregor. Oof. Yeah. So starting, I think what? No, he's not Scotland's captain. That's Andy Robertson. But I think he might be actually co-captain or vice captain. Like he's like second in command, I believe. But he is, uh, he's taking the armband from Scott Brown. Um of starting player, no matter whether or not he's got the armband or not, he is in that starting 11. We'll see what happens. I, uh, real Betis are, are, our, our group's a good group. Uh, it's scary. I mean, there's, I think it's Leverkusen, um, real Betis, and I think it's Fetish Varos from, from, from Hungary, which is just kind of salt in the wounds, but we'll see we kick it off tomorrow i believe it's a way yeah it is a way um i just i just hope that we can translate that form into europe it's good to know that we're in the in the in the in the europa league but like that's gone now we're in it we've known that we're in it now we need to like show people why we're in it you know what i mean earn your keep i'm with yeah, you earn your keep. um i just want to just share that the scottish premier league ball or Scottish Premiership ball, yeah, that is the best ball in the world right now. The miter, yeah, I love a miter ball. Those you know how they always have the yellow. I always wondered why they always had yellow. Because of cold there, man. There's snow and everything. Yeah, like that. does it snow change. there that often? I mean, it's gotta have sleet at least, man. It's so cold most of the year up there. Yeah. But you'll see the Premier League switches over when the season changes. Yeah. But uh, I just remember like yeah, they do. But they have a they have a high vis ball in the winter. But yeah, it's legit, orange. Scotland has it the entire time. Yeah, that's how cold it is in Scotland. Scotland just <laughs> said, hey, guys, look, we know it's cold. Let's not mess about. Let's get this hey, right one. The, the winter ball, let's just have that the whole time. We can't afford both. Just get one. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. budget cuts. Honestly. Um, I, it's, I am excited to see how Celtic can kind of potentially get a momentum and stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have It's such a brand new squad. I think mm-hmm. the thing I worry about if I were a Celtic fan is them being on the cusp for a couple of years, right? So, like, you got a dynamic squad, a coach that knows what he's doing. He's bringing players in. He's got exciting attacks. 16 goals in four games is unreal. And then on top of that, 
those players Five scoring games, goals are going to sell for big, big money quickly. And then the question is, can you keep them there for more than just one season or two mm-hmm. seasons to win some hardware? And if you do that, hey, it's worth worth your time. But Celtics is going to have to pony up and play, pay those players as contracts come back around. Um, yeah, but- that's the problem that we have. The allure of other clubs expressing interest once players start to get hot is uh, it's it's difficult to keep them. Right, but I think there's enough of them trying to uh, regain the trust of the Celtic fan base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's there's an allure to it. When you win it nine times in a row, okay, you don't win it again. It's time for me to move on, get my my name in the big league, and then hopefully, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think right now there's a chance for Celtic players to prove themselves but also make the club what it should be. Yeah. And that for me is what really should be exciting for the players and hopefully it keeps them there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bring it back to a, like, honestly, I think of it as like bringing it back to like a level that Celtic is known at for being at the way it was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the way it should be. Right. Exactly. So it's exciting. I'll, I will be eagerly uh, watching that game. Another, I just was looking, I was just thinking of another player that is another one from Celtic who's been going on is uh, Jack Hendry, who we've sold. Uh, I believe his contract with us was officially terminated, not terminated, but like ended, I think this summer or over the winter. But Jack Hendry went to Bruges and they just drew PSG today, which was Messi, Neymar, and uh, Mbappe. So did, did we have you a- watch that game. Um, I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch it either because no one watches PSG. Well, the champions, it's the cha- I still up. don't watch PSG. No, one it's, the, PSG. it's the champion. So yeah, those, those three started for the first time today and it was a one, one draw. Is that right? Yeah, I, I believe think, so. Yeah. It was a one, one draw. Honestly, Yo, PS, PSG oh. reminds me of foot locker. Well, how so? Cause every time I go to the mall, I'm like, yeah, I should go on foot locker. And then I never do. But I always know it. And I always know I should go check it out, but I never do. So, uh, yeah, no one watches PSG. Sorry. It, it, well, I can. I was looking at. So I was looking on my app that I use for football related stuff. Now, what app uh, do you use? FotMob. Yep. Do, do people know what FotMob is? You know what? I don't know if people. I, this is a shameless plug. I we have no sponsorships, but we'll accept them. Of. From FOTMOB. From FOT from FOTMOB. Ruben's Brews till I die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsorships from FOTMOB. But I had a teammate in college that showed it to me and swore by it. And I think I was maybe using like ESPN or something. I don't know what I was using. Or just Googling things. Yeah. I, I used the ESPN so you showed me FOTMOB. Yeah. And then he showed me FOTMOB. This is Sovis. If you're listening, you're the reason why I still listen to FOTMOB and have gotten so many people to listen to it. It, or use it as well. I'm why. Yeah. So it's perfect. It's, I mean, I use it for everything. But what's cool about it is that it shows you the TV channels that everything is being broadcast on. And when you look at like the champ, the Champions League, the rights, the TV rights of the Champions League have shifted hands so much. I swear within the past, like since like 2015 or even just the past five years alone. When you're looking at all of the games that we're playing today, they're like headline games. I mean, you have Real Madrid Inter, AC Milan, Liverpool, uh, PSG. I mean, with the, the the attraction that PSG have, like you have games that people want to watch and you look at the channels that they are available on. They are such exclusive channels like Paramount Plus 
these other channels, I don't even know what they are. Like, do you remember when we were growing up? It used to be like, what was it like? I think it was ESPN. I think it, just, it was just regular ESPN and ESPN two would have like Champions League. Yeah, I didn't very, have that problem. I was in Europe. Very well here in the states. Very accessible. Very deep. Very good. Qual- I thought it was quality coverage. And now it's just like abstract panelists and and and, and commentators <laughs> that you don't really know of. Channels Bro. that you need to be paying them absolute, absolute premium. I'm doing the coverage of USA soccer. What's that tell you? <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> but no. It's just first, frustrating. You know, well, it's the, the Champions time, League. I'd say probably like four or five years ago, they put the US on like a pay-per-view game. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> this is why people hate soccer. <laughs> you can't yeah. get the games, man. Yeah. In England, there's this really cool thing. So Sky, granted, so there's tons of problems in England, right? Um, so for those of you that are going to send me angry messages and be like, go back then the, the, the sky news and sky owns everything. Right. And the, whatchamacallit, the, the way it works is sky sports has this interactive remote where you just click a button. You can change the commentary to fans. You can change the commentary. You can go to fan zone and you can listen to two fans that are on. It's always two like, uh, lager louts that are in the <laughs> in the yeah. booth calling the game and it's unbelievable passion definitely worth checking out if you could ever re, uh, just youtube um premier league fan zone pick a game like wow. uh it, probably i'd say man you man city when wayne rooney scored that bike that's probably worth your time looking at <laughs> um the the dude goes nuts it's awesome and they never disappoint but you can also just cycle through the games and be like i'll watch this I, i'm a brentford fan i can't make it down there today click no problem. You want League Two? No problem. Oh, it's 8 p.m. Italian leagues on. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's just consistently here's soccer. And I'm really surprised Fox or CBS haven't come out and said, here's a dedicated channel to all of soccer. And you got the Prem. How have we not had that yet? They fight. And it's all money, man. And, you know, it's above our pay grade by a long shot. But, like, if you could just – I would pay you a subscription to soccer, right? So, like, stream soccer. And maybe we should do this. Maybe that's that's our MO. We got to get enough money to buy the rights to all soccer. And you really (laughs) need the big three. You need Spanish, English, and European, right? You get that on one streaming service just dedicated to soccer, run replays of games, run documentaries, run lower league games in the in-between time. You'd make a kid. I'd buy it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go to a hundred places, figure out who's showing the game. Yeah, dude. And then like you Google how to find a game and it's always how to stream it legally. And I'm like, I'm just trying to watch it on cable, bro. What channel? Right, is right. It's so, di- it's so, dis- there's such a disconnect. And it's like, you, it do Paramount Plus, the people, the people who are have the TV's rights to the Champions League in America, do they think that like the like this the state of US soccer has is so far along that people are willing to pay like these prices for these exclusive packages? And like 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 instead of having it in a hub, like this one channel concept that you're 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 hammering home right now, we are so far from the opposite. We are like you know, bin pieces are on these very peripheral channels that nobody's let alone heard of even have. 
and you have to hand purchase like different subscriptions to all these different things to be able to purchase or to watch just the teams or team that you follow. And I, I just like, there's a disconnect. Like you would think you would want that hub to, to not only, you know, tap into that, 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 that that fan base that has been building of us soccer over these years you know the great the game's been growing but also to attract new fans you want this to be in the center stage so that even like casual people be like oh check this out and then now they're on board now they're on the bandwagon not these peripheral things that no one's going to come across you're 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 getting the fans that want to watch you're excluding you're 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 pushing them out of it you know what i mean it's frustrating. Yeah, no, you're right though. Like, and, and you're not, you're wrong, right? We're, we always go back to this, right? Our big thing, and my big thing is always access. Get people access, access to it the is. sport. They don't have access. Get them in front of the game. Teach them about it. And even the parents that didn't play soccer start to love the sport, watching it with their kids that are playing soccer. Right, man. right, right. That's a cool thing. But you know what's great about YouTube, and what's interesting is. And a lot of the coaching I've done, you see this young talent coming up that's missing a lot of the game. Because they're YouTube educated on it. So YouTube's got these great snippets. And I'm a sucker for this when I was growing up too. I'm sure you were too, right? I, I used to watch the Ronaldinho Elastico 300 times a day until I figured out how to do that. And that's awesome. Yeah, I watched it. does the, not the tell you how to move the ball into a space and attack, right? Or defend. Yeah. It's just one trick shows. So like when I was coaching in high school, we'd have these players that come through that were just tremendous foot, foot skills but didn't understand that they weren't the best player on the field because they couldn't figure out how the team should move. Yeah. So right. like they had access to YouTube and they watched the things that was interesting, which is cool little like sexy little bites of these players like Ronaldo running down the wing, 300 scissor kicks. And then, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, a little back heel to someone, they try that and you're just like, that doesn't work unless you right. understand how the players are moving off the ball nowhere around right. you. So, like, I remember one time when I was coaching this player, and the kid's amazing. Uh, I'll call him out because he's old enough. John, you know who you are. The dude, unreal. John. Yep, John Muniz. He's unreal as a player, and he used to frustrate me because he he was so talented, but he didn't have the mental understanding of how the field was moving with him. So like he'd beat three or four players and instead of putting the ball into space where a player could run on and attack to it, he'd put a ball where a player should be already because in his head, players there got to move the ball there. You know what I mean? And he, he could do it. No problem. Every time exactly what he wanted to do with the ball, but he could not digest the fact that the team shouldn't be moving there to attack. And what happens is you get, again, great player, fantastic skills. His foot skill is probably like an eight or nine out of 10, but they don't get the connectivity that comes with watching games. And that's where we need access for players to develop. But that's, you know, that reminds me of me, honestly, like me growing up, like I wasn't, I didn't have much exposure to the game. So me wanting to be like, a sponge anything was soccer related i would just like try and soak it up and i would just i mean just kick a ball in a cornfield right is where the I grew best up. thing for that though right right and i think that's great because you can't score on the biggest the easiest way to win on fifa and here's your life hack all you fifa fifa haters and fifa lovers is you just need to get a one-on-one with the keeper 
If you can get a one-on-one with the keeper, nine times out of 10, you're going to score. So what you do is you figure out how to draw that center back forward and put the ball in that gap with someone that can run into that space. It's just speed. Right. Speed and FIFA kills. Right. I hate but you it. learn how to code. make that opening. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I just, I know that I was very much the player who just like, I would had foot skills. But in terms of how the 11 players that were on the field were supposed to operate as a, as a, as a, as a team or as like a machine, like as a unit and how we needed to adapt to different situations and different circumstances and different tactics and different things like that, like where things should be, where they shouldn't be points of attack points, you know, all this stuff. I just didn't understand that. Uh, and that was never coached to me. I mean, it was, I would just look at YouTube and just look at moves thinking that that made you a better player. It's like, it's the understanding of the game that I didn't really have. I like to think that I've improved on it now. Sure. There's room for improvement, but like, I look back now and I'm like, yeah, it was a time when I thought it's frustrating. You know, what's so frustrating is the amount, and this is true for everything in life, the knowledge and ability, the talent I have now, Yeah, if I had my body and physique 10 yeah. years ago, unreal. That's everyone's problem with everything, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if I knew what I knew now, then I'd be a completely different person. But that's true for everyone, right? I don't um, know. See, like I'm, I'm still in this knock on wood that I'm still in this point where like my body, I don't have that feeling with my body yet. Like my body can still do everything that like, I'm still as fast as I've ever been. I'm still as agile as I've ever been, but like the smart has built up over time. And now like I enjoy my football even more because like, you know, it's, it's, I I can do the skill stuff, but also like seeing the collective movements or the, the execution of a, a sequence by a team, whether it's on like a flank or involves the whole team involves just a handful of players, a couple players, two players, whatever. Like when you see a sequence executed perfectly, that like gets me really excited now. Whereas before it didn't, like I wouldn't have, you know, I'd have been trying to do things myself, spark things all myself or like, I, uh, so I'm in this, I'm in this time period, this brief little time period right now where everything's aligning. It's just kind of nice. The body is still very fit and the mind is, I understand the game more than I've ever understood it. And it's just, I continue to learn about it the more I play, which is even more fun. Um, but I get what you're saying. A lot of people are I, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, dude, I still have the speed. I don't have the endurance. So like I can still outrun people. I just, my lungs aren't there. I, mean, I stopped playing for too long. And it's, I mean, yeah. I took a lot of knocks too. I mean, I've got the same story that every other excuse person having person does, you know, <laughs> ACL, ankle, all screwed but i i let it happen to myself you know what i mean yeah. some at some point and it might be 40 years from now for you steve but at some point you kind of just yeah. let it happen yeah i feel like i'm right there but i am trying to get back into it so i'm put this out there i am actually in the 2022 uh new york city triathlon so you will see me making some efforts to get Whoa. my fitness back up and you'll probably see me then starting to play after that john do you hear that if you want to heckle them you can yeah. that's where you know where you can heckle right them now, dude i'm literally the floating device in the swim I'm just terrified to dry, drown in the Hudson, man. I'm going to have to get like a syphilis shot to go swimming in that river. It's so gross. I, and then like at one point they were discussing if it'll be against the current. I'm, like, I'm screwed. I'm just going to get swept out to the ocean. You know what I mean? I'm going to end up in like the Caribbean. Not the end of the world, but like. Sorry, I'm on vacation far. now. <laughs> no, I got I got super inspired by uh, Ross Edgley. I don't know if you know who that is. 
he's got a cool story. So Ross Edgley swam around England, like the UK, like did not go to the land. As one does. Huh? As one does. Dude, nuts. Like he gets stung by a jellyfish and it hits him on the tongue and part of his tongue like falls out on this swim. He gets salt tongue. Super inspiring guy. He's um, also done some other big feats too, but he doesn't look like a swimmer. Like you look at this dude, he looks like a brick. And like when it's all said and done, he just documents everything for sports science. And I just, I'm a sports science nerd. So I eat it up, but like there's cool videos. He's got a good YouTube series on it um, called the great British swim. It's worth your time. It's, it's documented. He basically breaks it up into days. It takes him, you know, a long time to do. He swims with whales. He gets dragged into storms. It's everything you'd think it was. And I was kind of a skeptic until I read the book. Um, but he's he's out there and you should check him out. And again, doesn't look like a swimmer, Steve. Holy dude's yoked. Yeah. Uh, he's got a good book out there as well for those of you that I. I know that you can't see it, uh, listeners, but this dude just looked like prime John Cena. Dude. Yes. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, definitely. We're checking out. But getting back to the prem, man, let's let's look ahead like. We got yeah. a big, big week coming our way. Um, what do you think, man? I'm thinking that I want my trash take every every episode to be whatever fixture Arsenal's involved in. Yeah, that's cheating at some point. Real quick, before <laughs> we do that, what are you going to start doing with FIFA? Because that was worth talking about. Wait, what? You were talking about before the show, you were talking about uh, FIFA and how FIFA was going to potentially be a way for you to test fixtures. You were going to do a fixture a week. Oh, I mean, it was an idea, just like simulation. Like, let's say like, okay, Wolves versus Brentford is up this weekend on Saturday. And like, just simulate the game, you know, simulate the game, Wolves at home. You can see predicted lineups and you can get it all. Like you can see like the lineup, the bench, you can see who's available, who's not. And just simulate the game and just see, see what it tells you. I don't know. That's not like an awesome. oracle or like a fortune tell, but just like you know, just, just little who, little teaser of what can maybe gonna, happen. Who are you doing this week? Uh, if I was to do it, I would probably do. Hmm. If you were, you can tell the people about this great idea and then not do it. <laughs> no, good of an idea it is. I just think it'd be interesting. It's just interesting to get an idea of like what might happen in the game. Uh, I'm looking at the fixtures. Uh, Wolves Brentford. I wasn't lying about that. Uh, Burnley at home hosting Arsenal. I think I would like to see that's something that like it can't simulate. You know what I'm saying? Like Arsenal on paper have quality players in FIFA. And like you would put those players on paper versus Burnley's players on paper. I think Arsenal would win and it would probably be by like maybe a a bit, but like the reality is Burnley might win, probably will win like two (laughs) nil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, Arsenal are screwed. So, I, uh, I mean, there's Tottenham Chelsea. I'd probably simulate Tottenham Chelsea. I, I would like imagine Chelsea in real life. I think yeah, it I think would they're probably, gonna probably give... win like 2 1, 2 0. Yeah, with Harry Kane scoring a goal. No. Oh, I mean, but Chelsea winning, though. Yeah, I don't think so. I bet the game. So, you think Tottenham's going to win? Bet. I bet the game says it's closer than it is. I bet the game gives it a draw. I would say Chelsea are going to dominate. Tottenham this weekend, but I think the best thing to happen to Tottenham is they got a nice rude awakening last weekend. Yeah, yeah three I mean, nil blank. How do you bounce back from that? That's what differentiates the, the French Revolution. 
with Crystal okay. Palace. <laughs> Crystal <laughs> Palace, man. That's nuts. Uh, but my trash take this week is uh, I honestly do think Burnley is going to beat Arsenal. Arsenal have this glimmer of hope that, you know, they've just beat Norwich 1-0. This is the turning point for their season now. No, they're going to get smacked right down with a reality check from, from Burnley. Was it Sean Dyke? Is that right? And his shit coat. Yeah, his shit coat. I'm going to show him. Matches your sweater. <laughs> this is my dad's sweater. sweater. <laughs> just to let you guys know, Steve is currently drinking whiskey by fire and uh, <laughs> wearing a sweater that resembles that as well. All right, my, my, my log cabin. Is- I'm actually doing this podcast from the northern part of Canada. Hey. Um, hey. <laughs> I think the, the boys, the the bees that are Brentford are going to bounce back this week and take uh, at least a point against Wolves. Um, okay. That's that's my trash take. And then Newcastle will- versus Leeds is actually a kind of interesting one as well. Th- that was Alex's trash take. He said Newcastle would actually win a game and then he'd kiss Steve Bruce when it happened. Um, oh, okay. So we'll see if uh, Alex kisses and tells. And uh, <laughs> boys, that's that's it, man. That's our trash take. So, Steve, what was it? You have Arsenal in dominant form losing to Burnley. Correct. Uh, Brentford <laughs> uh, pulling some points back over Wolves. I do think it's a draw, not a win. And Alex has got Newcastle over Leeds. Guys, I think, um, as always, it's been a pleasure. I think it's time for us to all put on a nice sweater because it's sweater weather. It's sweater weather, which means we all need sweaters on. And when you put your sweater on, you know what I particularly what 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 uh, activity I particularly like to wear sweaters for is when I visit swiftkickspod.com. Yes. Forward slash cancel Steve. And then, (laughs) dude, I tried so hard to make that trend. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) I saw the box that you sent me the mail. I can't cancel Steve. Oh, dude, I wrote that in the post office. So I sent Steve some of our supplies. Uh, the beer fund has been reloaded and we will be talking to our friends, Ruben Bruce pretty soon. Best beers around. Thank you. Ruben's um, Bruce. But we're in the, we're in the post office. I'm mailing this. I write on it. Hashtag cancel Steve. The guy looks at me and I'm like, I don't have to explain myself to you. I pay you money. Put <laughs> this in the mail. Make sure it shows up in one piece. All right. And with that guys, ta-ta for now. And I'll talk to you next week. We'll Peace. see us.